Good morning. It is Friday, October 15th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the business of our day begins. It is Friday, which means we use this day to begin preparing our hearts for the Lord's Day. You don't have to do this, of course. It's, of course, not a mandatory thing that we're making you do. But we got caught in the rhythm of doing this a long time ago, and we really like it, and we just want it to stick. I've gotten a couple bits of feedback from listeners that they like the reminder that this is just a part of their weekly rhythm. They prepare themselves starting on Friday for the Lord's Day that comes up on Sunday. We know that we're people who are easily distracted. We like to put things on our plate. We like to stay up too late when we get the opportunity to. And sometimes by the time the Lord's Day actually rolls around, we're just in no place to feast on the word preached to us or even be ready to fellowship with our brothers and sisters. So we use today, and we ask the Lord, especially from his word that we're going to read today, to begin getting us ready, preparing our hearts to hear the word preached, preparing to speak the truth and love to our brothers and sisters as we fellowship with them, to prepare our hearts for the taking of the Lord's Supper, all those things. So let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. In the seventh month, on the twenty-first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and to all the remnant of the people, and say, Who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is it not as nothing in your eyes? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. Be strong. All you people of the land, declares the Lord, work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. According to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit remains in your midst, fear not. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more, in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations, so that the treasures of all nations shall come in, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. And the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. Let's pray together. You certainly are the Lord of hosts, Father. We heard it like a dozen times in this passage, and we could hear it a dozen more. It reminds us way back to when we were studying the book of Daniel. That title just got used a lot in that book, and good, we're thankful for Daniel, that was a long time ago, and we're thankful for you bringing us back to this passage today. You are the Lord of armies. You command a mighty, holy presence, a host of angels. And yet you're mindful of us here on our commute to wherever you have us plugged in and working today. Lord, we ask as we look at this word that you be with us. In your son's name, amen. So once again, we're getting a very specific date to start off our passage today, and it's just about a month later after the last time we heard a date, which was at the end of chapter one. Just about a month later, and the people are getting to work building this temple to the Lord. And if you've read any of these other late, late Old Testament books, not uh, the books of the canon that are at the end, but the chronologically late books of the Old Testament, so that would be Haggai, of course, and then maybe Nehemiah or Ezra. There is this kind of sub-theme in those books 
that the people who are rebuilding the temple, some of them are old enough that they still saw the old temple before it was destroyed. And so as they're building this new temple, they're starting to literally cry and cry out saying, this temple is nothing, nothing like the old temple. And so in our passage today, God is encouraging his people through his prophet to do a lot of things, but especially the main thing is be strong. Be strong is said multiple times in this passage. Be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Joshua. Be strong, all you people in the land. Work, for I am with you. And the best part is, is the part that comes right after that. It says, work, for I am with you, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came up out of Egypt. The temple itself isn't going to be as magnificent as the old temple. It's not going to have all the ornate craftsmanship or any of the intricate detail that the old temple had. And so in that sense, it's not going to be as glorious. And yet the Lord says, basically, take heart. This new temple that you build will have a glory that shall be greater than the former. And that glory comes not from the temple itself, but from who dwells in the temple, who, of course, is this Lord of hosts. It's so funny. I was out to breakfast with one of my professors last weekend when I was down in Louisville for class, and he actually quoted this verse to a friend of mine who was saying he didn't have enough money to go on a mission trip. He said, the Lord himself said that all silver is mine and all gold is mine. And then he quoted from the Psalms where he says, the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And he added in the comment that I love, he says, as far as I can tell, he also owns the hills. His point was that all the wealth on earth combined is owned by the Lord, all silver, all gold, all cattle. And the Lord is reminding his people that it's not those things that are glorious. It's the one who holds all of those things, the one who created all of those things. My friends, as we go today into our Friday, a lot of times we can get so wrapped up in what we do and the works that we have. A lot of times we can put together a Bible study for our friends and we can walk out of it and say, that was horrible. Conversation was difficult. I was leading my small group and just nobody wanted to engage. And the Lord says to us in this passage, obedience is what matters. It's not the temple that matters. It's obedience. I hope you see this theme in this book of Haggai. We saw it in chapter 1. Now we're seeing it in chapter 2. Obedience is what matters, not the actual work of our hands. Should we strive for excellence? Yes. Should we work hard? Yes. But at the end of the day, the obedience, the measure by which we hear the word of God and bring our lives into accordance, into step with that word, is what will bring the Lord pleasure. This is the work that the Lord will bless. And as he says at the end of our passage, will bring peace. He will give peace. And the Lord will be glorified. This is an amazing passage, my friends to see about how the Lord just cares about obedience. As we go into our weekends, and we go into the Lord's day, and we go about our day today, won't we see how this passage bridges to the New Testament? Of course, when he's talking about this greater glory, this greater presence that the temple will bring, don't we just hear the echoes of the New Testament and of the coming Christ who will gather all nations to himself and all peoples? But if we were to say that Jesus came only to save sinners and only to redeem, 
that would only be part of the story. Because he came to gather worshipers, people who call out to him in praise, live their lives in communion, glorify the Father, and live in obedience. Our God cares about obedience, my friends. And may we hear the words of the Lord's prophet Haggai to us today to be strong and pursue the Lord in obedience. Let me close this in prayer. Our God in heaven, as we go now into our weekend and about our workday to close out the week, we want to be convicted by this passage. Lord, bring your spirit down on us to move within us. Show us the parts of our lives that are not brought under the lordship of you as we grow in communion with you. And your word helps us to see your nature and bring us nearer and nearer to your heart. God, help us to see the parts of our lives more visibly that just don't fall in line. Lord, we want to be a holy people, an obedient people, ones who are brought peace because of our obedience, ones who are made strong because of our obedience, not ones that neglect areas of our life because we're lazy or because it's too hard or because it's too hurtful. You are the King. You are our best friend. Help us to be brought nearer. Lord, we pray these things in your Son's name. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you on Monday.